But right now, it's time to chat uh, all things NBA, and to do that, I'm joined by Sam Trousseau. Hello, Sam. Hello, Maddie. Yeah, got the screen up, one eye on the cricket, a bit of action there, and then a couple games of basketball on this morning on the old KO, so a uh, bit of nice dual-screen action for me today. A few games happening after the All-Star break. Seems uh, kicking back into gear. Yeah, plenty of sport to uh, keep us occupied over the, the coming weeks, and the NBA uh, in the back half of the season now, and uh, some big stories from this week. There's been a big celebration for Cleveland, we, and we saw a half-court buzzer beater. Oh, yeah, absolute half-fake uh, for the other side. After Max Drews comes on, uh, picked up by Cleveland, he was part of a good Miami Heat run for a couple of years. He was originally undrafted, played in Division Two college, and was a, a part of the Miami Heat culture there for a little bit as a free agent and then signed to the Cleveland Cavaliers and came in, had a really big last quarter, five three-pointers in the last five minutes to get them over the line, including a half-court buzzer beat of the team, celebrating him around him, going crazy, and a, a nice win for them as they hold off the Dallas Mavericks heartbreak because Luca had another big game, 45 points, 14 assists. Kyrie Irving had 30, so a nice performance from them on the road. But, uh, yeah, the Cavs getting the job done. A real nice shot from Struis. Just look, he has great form and he's gotten so many shots away under pressure. He's capable of hitting some big threes in bunches. But uh, this shot, even though it was over half court, uh, it looked like he had it under control from the moment he left his hand. So a pretty impressive shot from him. Uh, Cavs ticking along nicely there. Uh, going to make it three in a row, I think. They're taking on the Chicago Bulls right now. And uh, hopefully going to win that one, make it three on the trot. So the Cavs are uh, up to second and they're holding on nicely in the Eastern Conference. And two of the young gun teams are uh, having a win yesterday. OK City Thunder and the Timberwolves, a nice tussle at the top of the West. Yeah, these two sides, uh, two young teams, and the question's always good in playoffs. We'll have to say season so far, they've put on a couple of amazing runs. And both of them, led by young, athletic, charismatic shooting guards, guys that are going to be P, I reckon, in the next few years. But Shea Gildas-Alexander, hacking Darty, he's probably a year or two ahead of Anthony Edwards, who is the man they leading their team so, so well. To see who they match up against in the playoffs, where they all finish, could be unlike a like a, or a Phoenix or a Golden State in the first round of the playoffs. And we'll have to see how they go. Neither of them yielding at the moment. Um, both of them having good wins yesterday. Edwards had 34 against the Spurs. Um, Gildas-Alexander with 31 against the Rockets. So both of them getting the job done, and uh, I think Timbal's in action this morning. If they win, they'll go half a game clear, but both of these sides on an absolute tear at the moment, and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how they go at the business end of the season. Miami Heat, they've won five in a row, but they got pretty fired up this week. Jimmy Butler and uh, some others ejected. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it was what they needed to get them going. This, this Heat culture, they've been uh, really, really good. This one has been part of their motto for the last few years, and it's something they've always really lived and breathed is uh, being a good team, fighting, going hard, playing scrappy if need be. And uh, this one started probably uh, as a result of the other team, the Pelicans, maybe getting a little too involved. Kevin Love, the old veteran for the Miami Heat, he wrapped up Zion Williams. And just to stop him going to the basket, um, looked after him, got, like, wrapped him up so he was trying to protect him. But uh, one of the Pelicans teammates thought it was maybe a bit of an unnecessary foul, a bit of an old man move, wasn't happy with it, and it Started a little bit of pushing and shoving, put his hand on Jimmy Butler's neck, a few guys ejected, and got the heat fired up. It's, uh, it's not something you see as part of heat culture often, but one of the, when one of their own gets attacked, they do like to arc up and then really fly the flag, and they've been doing the same on the court as well. As you mentioned, five on the trot, fighting really nicely, and they've overtaken Philadelphia, who have 
been on a bit of a slide at the minute. They uh, are missing Joel Embiid pretty dearly, Philadelphia. So they have been sliding down to seventh, and Miami have capitalised uh, up inside the top six. And uh, yeah, yeah, fighting strong. All their players back now from that little hiccup, and uh, yeah, ticking along nicely. The Heat always managing to find a way. So a bit of fight and fire from them this week. And having a look at today's games, the Pacers have uh, found their pace now with uh, Pascal Siakam as they uh, have held off the Pelicans. Yeah, they managed to, uh, at home, got the crowd behind them, uh, did the, uh, the Indiana Pacers, and there was a, bit of a, a little bit of a slowdown in their pace uh, just around the All-Star break. Just before, they acquired Pascal Siakam from Toronto, and I really liked the pickup. It made them sort of have two big guys now in there with Miles Turner, and Pascal, both uh, not bad defenders, both really tall, but also both capable of just flashing to the ring, scoring, and uh, with Tyrese Halliburton running the points there and, and leading the league in assists this year. Um, they were happy to get another star. I thought it was a really good fit, and he kind of took a little while to get his, uh, his rhythm, which is understandable. He was coming from being the main man in Toronto where he'd slow the play down, uh, bring it up, do some ISO ball, really make one-on-one plays. Uh, into joining one of the fastest offences in the league and one of the fastest offences in league history. So Pascal has, uh, yeah, he's found the pace of the paces and he's managed to slot along nicely today. They held off the Pelicans and he got within about three points with about four minutes to go before a nice little run. Tyrese, he assisted to Siakam on three plays in a row inside the last two minutes to finish him off. One of them a big dunk and Siakam just hung a little bit, soaked it all in from the uh, Indiana crowd. They are... Uh, buzzing and, and they found their pace and I wasn't sure if this big three would be enough. I still don't know if it is to go up against the likes of Milwaukee and, and the Celtics but with a nice rookie around him in Benedict Mathurin you've got yeah, Halliburton, Turner Siakam, it's a pretty scary big three on their day and because they play so fast they can uh, they can pile on points in a hurry so one of the most exciting teams to watch this year and uh, yeah, finding their rhythm at a really good time and then uh, looking at the t- uh, another game from today, a few close finishes, and we have the Lakers and Clippers uh, just kicking off, but a game in overtime as well. Yeah, it's the Cavs, who, uh, well, off the back of their big win the other day, the match through buzzer beater. He's been a little bit cold today, just three from nine in his shooting so far. Um, Donovan Mitchell also three from eight, so a little bit inaccurate. A couple of their shooters not quite making their shots today, so uh, as a tale of... Uh, Different games there for Cleveland and the Bulls fighting and scrapping. They look all but done. I'd, I'd mark this one down in, in win for the Cleveland Cavaliers there in the uh, in the last quarter. But uh, big performances by Vucevic and Drummond. A couple of their big guys just pounding inside. They've got 35 rebounds between them, and they've just bullied uh, Allen and Mobley, who are the younger of the uh, of the matchup. The younger two, you think they might have have a bit of spring in their step, but yeah, the uh, the old dogs, Drummond, 21 rebounds himself. So. The big boys um, obviously have fought and scrapped hard here. And, yeah, going to be a tight finish, uh, Cavs. But oh, the Bulls, sorry, they're, they're hanging around in ninth and they've been in a bit of limbo this year. I don't think they're going to make a splash at all in playoffs if they hold on and make it. I, I don't think they're going to get a high draft pick. So a little bit of limbo, but, yeah, that'll be a nice finish for them if they can uh, maybe get an upset win against Cleveland. But uh, the Timberwolves uh, getting the job done against the Grizzlies, so they're officially top of the West by half a game. And, uh, yeah, the battle of the Staples Centre. One of the last times that uh, it'll be the battles of the Staples Centre because uh, the Clippers will be moving to their new arena uh, at the end of this season. But uh, the Lakers, Clippers going head-to-head. Um, it looks like a couple of the uh, Clippers guys are out, though. Westbrook and Paul George both rested for this one. So you think they would have uh, 
sense of this one in as a game they wanted to play, but maybe they're leaving a few cards in the deck ready just in case they have to face each other in playoffs later this season. So uh, Kawhi Leonard, been a gun so far, played just about every game this year, which is something uh, you don't hear a lot of from the Clippers. And uh, yeah, he's been leading them pretty nicely. They're, they're well on top of the Lakers this year in the standings, but we'll see how this rivalry game goes because... Uh, LeBron, AD, when the bright lights are on them at the Staples Centre, they always tend to go up another notch, and I reckon this would be one of those games. So that's on KO if you do have it. You want to uh, score check through the morning. That one just started half through the first quarter, so what I'll have my eye on for uh, the rest of the morning. You mentioned the Clippers. Uh, looks like they're going to be uh, going with a bit of a rebrand, a new logo, new jerseys. Uh, what do you think of the new look? Yeah, yeah. So they've got a little sleek redesign. I mentioned they're going to be... Uh, moving away from the Staples Centre at the end of this year, heading to their new, uh, the Intuit Dome. They've got a billionaire owner in Steve Ballmer. He's a pretty charismatic guy, and he hasn't been shy at all in saying, uh, we're about to enter the era of the Clippers, I think, is what he's feeling. They've got a new arena, uh, just had a 20,000 seats, but real state-of-the-art. He's poured a lot of money into it. For the first time in a long time, they're going to be uh, in a separate stadium from the LA Lakers, sort of carve out their own arena, not be the little brother uh, under the same roof as the Lakers, and even sharing with the uh, the hockey team. They're kind of third fiddle there at the moment in the Staples Centre. So moving to their own dome, they've signed on a lot of these LA-born stars, guys that are really, it sounds a bit like a super team on paper, Westbrook, Harden, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, a couple of those guys maybe a bit over the hump, but you can't disregard that Harden and Westbrook, both uh, MVPs, both scoring, title guys. So, um, yeah, a lot of good uh, names on that roster, and they're all, most importantly, born and, uh, or played in the LA region so they're all uh, pretty comfy there and with their new arena they're hosting the All-Star game in a couple of years by the looks of things it's, uh, it's going to be uh, maybe and uh, possibly a big couple of years for the Clippers they were just sort of riddled with injury the last year or two but maybe all things are starting to click so they've had a rebrand new logo I didn't realise that a Clipper was uh, they were named after a ship I didn't realise it was the name of a boat but apparently so a, a sailing boat I thought of I don't know, hair clippers or, or toenail clippers. I wasn't really sure what it, what a clipper was. But, um, yeah, no, apparently it's a boat. So it's got this new logo. Um, looks pretty cool, pretty sleek. But the new fonts and the new jerseys are nice as well. And they just wanted to start a sort of new era, new jersey, uh, professional, slightly little upgrade on, on their look and then a brand new stadium too. So uh, if you're a Clippers fan, I don't know many of them, to be honest. Most people, uh, if they're going to go on LA team, will go to the Lakers. But uh, for those that are Clippers fans, uh, I'd, I'd be getting a little excited for the next couple of years. Things looking pretty good, uh, barring injuries, which is always always a tough thing there. And then uh, Wimbanyama, he's uh, been going nuts as well. Uh, some insane stat, stat lines. Uh, you wanted to highlight just how, how good he's getting. Yeah, mate, a little bit of Wimbanyama-rama. He has been uh, crazy this last week, doing some never-before-seen-and-heard-of things, mainly because he's so tall and at such a young age is just absolutely stuffing the stat sheet. Of, uh, of the stocks, the stats and the blocks. He has been a defensive beast and really uh, possibly up there for the all-defensive team. Some people even asking whether he is the defensive player of the year. And if you see him, gosh, if you get a chance, have a look at him. It's gotten to the point where uh, non-basketball fans, basketball fans are like, you just understand and see how dominant he is. He's pulling up and taking shots like Kevin Durant, but he's four inches taller and he, he's got moves. He does some behind-the-back dribbles that are Steph Curry-esque and he's, he's seven foot four out there just dominating. He's got such a good touch, but he's so smart as well. Uh, racking up double-digit assists in games. He's uh, 
starting to... Uh, they're winning a couple of games at Spurs. He's getting frustrated. They're probably not winning as many as he'd like, but certainly faced off. Instead of resembling one of the big, big strong guys and maybe some of the 90s, early 2000s, real big power centres, he said, look, I'm never going to be the strongest out there as in the biggest and strongest, but I'm going to be the best shot. I'm going to be... Uh, have some moves in my bag and just be fit. And, and he's playing more like a Nikola Jokic than a, than a traditional centre, just making passes, moving so well and, and yeah, looking so great out there. So uh, when Benyama had a game the other day where he uh, had five blocks, five steals, and then followed it up a second game with five blocks and five steals. And, and actually in that game, he had a very rare five by five, which is uh, points, rebounds, assists, steals and blocks, all categories more than five. Um, but yeah, those defensive ones in particular are the harder ones to get and um, just eats the ball. Like sometimes guys look like they've had a great shot and he's almost out of camera frame and just flies across and gobbles it up. Sometimes his blocks count as steals because he manages to hold onto them and, and swallow them up. Sometimes he uh, steals it from the other side just about because of his long arms. So fantastic to watch and such a mature, young, just gobbles up all the information. He's, he's improved his game um, aside from just being big, he's really got a good step in. And, uh, yeah, even if you're not a basketball fan, I think time to have a little look at some of his highlights and just see how good this kid's going to be because we might be talking about him for the next 20 years. I don't know. I don't want to put any pressure on him, but <laughs> gee whiz, gee whiz. Best in a while. Best in a while. And then uh, looking at the Wildcats, so they know who they're going to be playing in about a week's time. Uh, it'll be uh, the Jack Jumpers. Uh, how are you seeing this one? Yeah, yeah, the Jack Jumpers winning their way through. And, uh, look, I'm glad we've got home court advantage against the Matty because uh, they had a pretty impressive showing in their, in their do-or-die final. They finished third and they're only a game behind us as well. So it was pretty close for most of the season. And, uh, yeah, going to be a good uh, good game. Best of three series. Glad we've got the advantage because, um, yeah, the big boys inside for them were really impressive uh, in the last game. Uh, Will Magne, former, he was on the Pelicans roster. Got a few minutes for the New Orleans Pelicans. He's only 25 years old, big boy. He had 25 and 10 uh, and it really showed that he's back feeling good. He had a little bit of a few kneeling injuries for the last year or two, I think, that uh, sat him out. But he's feeling good and maybe a chance to possibly get another roster spot. I know they often look at guys like that. Once you've been on a list, you sometimes remain on the radar, ready for a call-up, that kind of thing. So if he's playing well and puts on a nice little finals performance run, uh, the Jack Jumpers man, he might, he might go okay. But I'm hoping their journey ends. Uh, at this one here because the Wildcats, hopefully they get over a hump deserve to be uh, into through to the final and, um, yeah, going to have to stop the big boys. And, uh, yeah, I was walking uh, on Saturday after uh, the WWE at uh, off the stadium, walking through the casino and uh, saw the great Wildcat Bryce Cotton suited up, looking a million bucks, uh, gave him a little wave. He gave us a smile, as charming as ever. It was just cool to be around him. You could tell people looking over their shoulder. A few people wanted to go shake his hand. And, and uh, I heard talks today, the last couple of days, about where he ranks really. It starts uh, almost time to start ranking him as the best wildcat ever. And uh, I'm sure people this modern generation will have him probably up there as number one. And really got to compare him to some of the all-time wildcats greats. But really, when you look across the league, other than Andrew Gaze, who had, I think, seven MVPs and 14 scoring titles in his his career here, and you know the Andrew Gaze medal is the MVP. But other than Gaze, uh, Cotton might go down as just about the best NBL player, the second best NBL player of all time, apart from Gaze. So um, yeah, I think he'll probably get it done. Uh, I hope he's a Wildcats dude. It's going to be loud in there at RSC Arena. But uh, yeah, nice juicy matchup. The Jack Jumpers 
the main finals in uh, every every season they've been in the league so far, and they often say they emulate uh, some of the values of the Wildcats and that that team going deep and being a good environment to be at, a good sporting environment. They're um, pretty professional unit. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to starting that big game on next Friday. Should be exciting. Hopefully we do see a Wildcats win. Sam, great to chat this morning about NBA and touch on the Wildcats as well. I'm sure we'll chat again next week. Legend. Thanks, Matty. Going back to the uh, the cricket and the basketball flicking. Jules Greenan <laughs> over here. So it's going to be a good morning. Until soon. Sam.